It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic make their summer league debut. And while Anthony Black isn't quite him, he is some other pronoun of some sort. I don't want to get into that. I want to talk about the Magic Summer League, even at a loss. It's all good. Let's get to it. It's time for a weekend edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. I'm recording this on July 8th. It might be July 9th, 2023. By the time you listen to this, my name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to go over the Orlando Magic Summer League debut, a loss to the Detroit Pistons, but one that still had us thinking about a lot of interesting and positive things about this team. Uh, including the play of Anthony Black, the statement he made in his summer league debut. We'll get to all that coming up here on the special edition of Locked On Magic coming up in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you're listening to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team. Every day. I just want to start with this. I do not care that the Orlando Magic lost to the Detroit Pistons. Um, I, I, I know I, I, I'm, I think I mentioned this on my last podcast. I know I mentioned this when I was on the Just Stream with our friends at the Six Man Show. Um, with Summer League, it's more about the how. The way you're doing things. The things you're setting up. Um, and less about the results. I don't care what the Magic's final record is in this summer league. This is not a good summer league team. This is a, I don't want to say broken team, but this is a team that probably a lot of agents understood, didn't have a lot of roster spots to give out. Um, and it's a super imbalanced team. And, and, and you know, we could go over the reasons why the Magic lost this game. It came down to turnovers, which happens in the summer league. I'm not going to lose sleep or too much sleep over turnovers. I'd like to see them decrease as the team um, plays together more, but I- I'm not losing sleep over a couple turn over turnovers in-, in a game like this. Summer league games are sloppy. They've had a week of practice, and then they're going out and playing games, trying to be super organized. I'm not losing sleep over it. Um, they lost because they couldn't rebound. Well, you look at the summer league roster, they don't have any rebounders. You know, they got three big men, DJ Wilson, Robert Baker, and Kai Soto. And they didn't play Kai Soto in this game. They're running Caleb Houston at the power forward, and you're playing a Detroit Pistons team with Jalen Duran and James Wiseman. 
And while I, thankfully for the Magic, the Pistons didn't just run straight post-ups for either of them. And I think Orlando did have a good game plan to try and handle that size. There were a lot of moments throughout the course of this game where either Kevon Harris was playing power forward or Anthony Black had to guard a guy in the post or Caleb Houston had to guard a guy in the post. We're not going to ask those guys to do those things in the regular season. We're going to have Wendell Carter. We're going to have Mo Wagner. We're going to have Goga Batadze. We're going to have Paolo Bancaro. To ma- We're going to have Jonathan Isaac to help out on the glass. We're going to have some size. For as much as the Magic love to talk about size, their summer league team does not have size. So why did the Magic lose this game? Well, they lost this game because the second unit really struggled to find offensive flow. They let the Pistons get out in transition. That's where Osar Thompson had his best moments of of his debut game. They finished at the basket. They They cut a sizable lead down in the first quarter. It was close throughout the second quarter. Third quarter, Detroit really started to run away with it. Orlando could not rebound. Their only response to the low post threats of James Wiseman and and Jalen Duran was to foul them. They turned the ball over a lot as Anthony Black started to kind of explore the space a little bit more. These are summer league things. I can live with that. What I was a little bit frustrated with, and the one thing that is a bit of a concern, is that Orlando was still in this game. Anthony Black, we'll talk about a little bit more in the second segment. Um, Anthony Black spearheaded a 10-0 run, scored scored 10 points really quickly in the fourth quarter to cut an eight-point deficit down to two. He had a four-point play, or three, he had a three-pointer, but would have been a four-point play if he made the free throw, that cut the deficit down to, to a single possession. And now the Magic had some juice. They had some energy. They were really flowing. They were really playing well. And then they couldn't execute and get good shots or get good shots to fall. Uh, a guy that I think the Magic should trust to make good decisions and, and should trust to make open shots in Caleb Houston missed a couple of three-pointers. One was open, one wasn't. And the chance to tie the game or take the lead went away. The Pistons got down the other end. Jay, I believe it was Jay Nivey hit a tough runner over Black or hit a three-pointer. It was one of those possessions at the Summer League. I'm not going to go too hard with the details. Detroit re-extended the lead. And then it became about rebounding, and the Pistons out-rebounded the Magic. They were the bigger team. They were first to a lot of rebounds. And, and despite Orlando's great efforts, they didn't have the horses at the end of the day. That stuff, again, like the rebounding thing doesn't bother me that much. But, but, uh, but you know, again, it, it's present. It's going to be a context that we have to look at through the course of the season, throughout the course of this week. But overall, this was a positive summer league game. So I'm not going to dwell on the result, which I will say for the record, um, an 89-78 to 78 Pistons victory. It's a magic fall by 11. I- I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go crazy over that result. I'm not gonna go crazy or lose sleep because the Magic lost a summer league game by 11. That stuff doesn't matter. What matters is that the Magic played with energy. Kevon Harris was all over the floor. You know, Anthony Black's player of the game for sure. We'll get to him in a minute. Kevon Harris was all over the floor. 21 points just was everywhere the Magic needed him to be. was aggressive defensively. The Magic is a team, honestly, except for the rebounding, which, again, is would be a problem in the regular season, but is not a concern with this team. Except for the rebounding, the Magic's defense was, uh, was energetic in passing lanes, maybe a little too over-eager and fouled a little too much, but that's summer league for you. Um, they got after it. 
But I've like maybe whatever I like to see the guards be a little bit more aggressive on screen so that they weren't so that Ivy wasn't getting threes. But again, maybe that was the game plan because Ivy missed a lot of threes. Um, it was not the cleanest game from Jaden Ivy. In the end, what I liked about this this game and about what I like about this team, especially the players that we do care about specifically on this on this roster, um, is that the magic played with the right energy. They brought the right energy, the right attention, the right attention to detail. Um, they did a lot of the things that this team's going to do in the regular season. They crowded the paint. They got back out to the three-point line. They forced difficult passes to the three-point line. They made Detroit uncomfortable for long stretches of this game defensively. And that's who the Magic want to be. And it's not just Anthony Black, who has, a, who has a track record of being a good defender. He was great defensively. Got a ton of deflections. Got a couple steals. Loved his energy defensively. He set the tone as the point guard. So did Kevon Harris, who was just in on everything, getting after rebounds, getting to 50-50 balls. That dude was a workhorse. They were talking about him on the broadcast. We know that he's a hard worker. Everybody knows it now, too. Um, Caleb Houston, I thought, defended well. Jet Howard, who was notoriously bad defensively at Michigan, really got after it defensively, and I loved his game as well. At the end of the day, this game came down to the Magic needed to hit some key shots that they didn't. They shot 40% for the game, 11 for 32 from beyond the arc, 11 for 15 from the foul line. They'd get to the line enough. The piston size gave them a lot of problems. They defended well enough to win. Um, Detroit, for their part, let me pull up their stats, shot 42%, 13 for 36 from deep, 18 for 26 from the line, 10 offensive rebounds. The Magic at their core, did the defensive things that they will need to win, need to do to win. Now they just have to hit timely shots, reduce their turnovers, and maybe hope the other, the next team isn't as big. Of course, before we get to the box score at the end of the episode, the big story of the day was Anthony Black's debut for the Orlando Magic. And he made a statement in his first game in a Magic uniform. We'll talk about what we saw from the Magic's sixth overall pick, coming up in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Bird Dogs. Look, Bird Dogs are great shorts. Great shorts, great pants. You want to wear, wear pants that are comfortable but look really, really nice? Well, Bird Dogs has this really fun knit fabric. It, it feels like stretchy. It, 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 it moves with you. Um, and... It looks nice from afar. You wouldn't know that you're wearing bird dog pants, but you can wear it anywhere. I wore a pair, I believe I wore a pair of bird dogs uh, shorts to, to Universal to, for my Universal Day on Thursday. I do a monthly Universal Day. Um, I went to Universal on, thir on Thursday, wore a pair of bird dogs and was extremely comfortable all day long. Like that wasn't the reason, they weren't the reason why I was tired at the end of the day. Let's put it that way. Bird dogs are great for any occasion, whether you're at the pool, whether you're on the golf course, whether you're at work. I've worn bird dogs in all three instances. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter promo code LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler and try your bird dogs today. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or promo code LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you these are extremely comfortable pants, and I would definitely recommend having a few pairs in your closet. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you again for joining this special edition of Locked On Magic over the weekend. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. But we did some fun things on the subtext community during the game. I gave you my three keys to the game beforehand in the text in the morning. I gave you some halftime thoughts, and I gave you some immediate postgame thoughts. So if you want my thoughts on the game, on game day, the best place to go is at subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnMagic. It's like having... Me in your cell phone. You can text me anytime. I will respond and give you give you and answer all your questions. We're hoping to build the subtext community out. We'll do some special things for our subtext subscribers as well. Check it out today. Join subtext.com slash locked on magic. Now is the time to join before we get to the World Cup, before we get to the start of the season. Now is the time. Check it out. Join subtext.com slash locked on magic. Obviously, you know, we've talked about this a lot um we've talked about this a lot uh, as we've been preparing for summer league um the first thing that we care about when it comes to summer league the, the number one storyline that we follow every year at summer league how are the rookies doing what do the rookies look like this is sort of the central theme every year you know we draft these players. This is your first your first good look at them. And every time, even though we say, hey, let's not race too far ahead of ourselves. These are summer league games. They're not necessarily real. It's not necessarily about the numbers. Just look at Jet Howard's numbers. He looked fine, even though the shooting numbers don't look great. Um, this is just about getting their feet wet and having them understand what a summer league, is, what, what the NBA game is all about. And so when a player has the kind of debut that Anthony Black has had. You know, I, I'm not here to say, you know, Paolo Bancaro last year, you knew he was a star from the way that he played. Anthony Black did not have a Paolo Bancaro type of debut at Summer League uh, on Saturday. But Anthony Black still looked really, really, really impressive. Um, and he made a statement about what he's going to be able to do because the theme for Anthony Black was comfort. Like that's so much of what the Magic are trying to do with the summer league roster is keep everything really simple for their players, especially their younger players, um, and kind of ease them into the NBA. And, and that was kind of the approach that Black took in this game. He started off trying to distribute. Um, he started off with the things that he's really good at. Got a lot of deflections, got a few steals, was really strong defensively throughout the course. Not necessarily maybe the most physical that he can be, but he found a lot of comfort at on defense, poking the ball away, being a pest defensively. And, and again, we're going to see that. His size is a real thing. Like, he is a really, really big player. On offense, he looked hesitant to drive the ball at times. His first couple of plays were more about setting up passes. He was driving to probe 
draw the defense to him and kick and kick it back out. And really what impressed me most early on in this game with Anthony Black was his ability to kick the ball ahead. He was looking to get the ball and go. And with how small this Magic team is, they need to be running at every opportunity. So having a point guard who can get the ball off the, off the glass and get the ball off an outlet and go free throw line to free throw line with an on-target pass, that's really, really valuable. And that's what Black showed early on in this game. The first offensive possession ended with Black driving out, driving to, toward the baseline, kind of waiting and waiting and waiting for Caleb Houston to come around a, a little, a little uh, curl screen from DJ Wilson and set him up for a three. Black, I believe, had four of his five assists um, in the in the first quarter, and, and was just again just really, uh, really, really solid, moving the ball and getting others involved. But we wanted to see him get more comfortable. I'd see him become a little bit more aggressive. And again, maybe that was something that wasn't necessarily designed for this game. Maybe that running him in more pick and rolls is something that they're saving for Monday or saving for, for Wednesday for the next couple games. But that's where the magic started to go. The third quarter, Black was trying to drive a little bit more aggressively. And he put himself in some holes. He got caught in some traps. He turned the ball over a lot. Seven turnovers. It's a lot. Um, but again, this is the time to make these mistakes. This is the time to understand and learn where can I go with the ball? Where can I go? Because by the time the fourth quarter came along, Anthony Black was ready to make a statement. He hit jumpers. He hit a, hit a spin. He, he got started going to the basket, started really accelerating where he was kind of moving slowly through the lane and probing and trying to keep the defense on his hip. Now he was going straight to the basket. Now he was getting to the rim. Now he was starting to set up a jumper that, while not his probably preferred mode to score, looked a lot more comfortable than advertised. He had a nice spin move into a step-back jumper in the fourth quarter. He had a three-pointer where he drew a foul and hit the bank shot that got the Magic bench off its feet and again brought the Magic within one. Black finished the game with just a very efficient and solid night. 17 points, 7 for 10 shooting, 1 for 2 from deep, 2 for 3 from the line, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, and of course the aforementioned 7 turnovers. This showed the wide range of what he can give you because more than that, there's only one player on the Orlando Magic roster, or there are two players on the Orlando Magic roster that had a positive plus minus. And Tyler Hall, 759, that got a plus 7 where he was 0 for 2 from deep, I'm pretty sure that was early fourth quarter when Black was on the floor. The Magic were plus four with Anthony Black on the floor. And it was very easy to see the Magic just operated more smoothly and more effectively with Black leading the way. More than anything else at this point, that is a huge statement. Because this is the baseline. This is the beginning. It's not to say that Black's going to have another 17-point game on Monday or, um, or be... Are, are, are kind of double down on these these score on these scoring numbers or the shooting efficiency the shooting efficiency, but it shows us what he can do. It shows us how he can control the game, how he can buy his time and wait, and then when his team needs him to take over and find his production. So much for young players is understanding when to be aggressive and when not to be especially for young point guards, knowing how to set the table for everyone, but also knowing how to eat yourself. Knowing that balance is really, really tricky. 
And Black seemed to have a good understanding of that early on. This is not to say that Black is for sure the point guard of the future. There's still a lot of rough edges to, to clean up. Um, you know, the Pistons crowded him. They were physical with him. They got him into some turnovers. He got himself into traps. He's going to learn where not to go, what not to take, when to speed up, when to slow down. He's got a long way to go. So, you know, this isn't like Paolo where Paolo was doing everything that we imagined he was going to do from the get-go. Black had to figure some of this stuff out. And, you know, get Paolo made mistakes last year in Summer League. So let's not pretend that Paolo was some super-duper star from, right, from, right from opening the box. Anthony Black, though, showed us a lot. He really did. And if this is the beginning, this is a really good beginning. A beginning that shows us that he could be a table setter and also a dinner eater. Especially when the Magic needed a comeback, Black stepped up and played his best basketball of the afternoon. Again, if this is the start, this is a really special start for the Orlando Magic. When we come back, we're going to chat a little bit about the rest of the box score. We'll talk about some of the other performances we saw from the Orlando Magic, including, yes, to, to those that are listening, we'll talk about some of the absences. Do not worry about them, please. We will get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you could spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's, as we always do after games, run through the final box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Detroit Pistons. The score doesn't matter, but here it is. 89 to 78. Uh, that's because I don't memorize scores of games that don't matter. But uh, let's let's talk. Let's run through that final box score for you real fast. Uh, Orlando, like I said, Anthony Black, 17 points, 10 for 10 shooting, 1 for 2 from deep, 2 for 3 from the foul line, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 7 turnovers, plus 4 on the plus minus column. A really solid game from Anthony Black. This is a great debut for him. Just uh, the way he burst, he had 10 of his 17 points in that fourth quarter, probably more than 10. I, I don't have the full box score in front of me. Um, just really did so many things well. Um, and, and and again, this is just a great table setter for what's going to come for the Orlando for the Orlando Magic down the road. Kevon Harris, though, before Anthony Black's fourth quarter burst, Kevon Harris was the player of the game. 21 points, 8 for 13 shooting, 5 for 6 from the foul line, 
six rebounds, two steals for him. Um, Harris was just everywhere. I, I you like, look, we're all big Kevon Harris fans here in Orlando. You don't need to tell us how good Kevon Harris is. He was everywhere in this game. He was getting after the rebound. He was getting off the, after the glass and the rebounds. He was um, all over the floor going after loose balls. He was scoring over length uh, in the paint. He was st- getting steals in the backcourt. He was just everywhere. He was, de- he was so good defensively. Look, you expect veteran players, players who have played multiple summer leagues or in their second summer league, you expect them to be the best players on the floor. Kevon Harris does not look like he needs summer league. Um, this guy looks like he should be on an NBA roster. His energy, like, look, the shot still needs to come around. I'm not saying that that he's perfect by any means or that the man should be starting him, but that dude is better than a two-way contract. That dude should have a full NBA roster spot. The Magic obviously can't give him that uh, because the roster is full. Um, unless they make some some other cuts somewhere, but Kevon Harris looked like the veteran player, and 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 if he plays with that energy, that lifts everyone else's energy up. You need players like that. He's going to be so valuable for this team uh, when it comes to training camp. Caleb Houston, the other veteran, a little bit more of a mixed bag. Twelve points, four for twelve shooting, four for ten from deep, so almost exclusively shooting three pointers. Two rebounds for him. Um, Houston hit a couple threes early. It looked like he was going to have one of those games where he gets on a roll. Um, the three-point shot just wasn't there for him. He had two shots that would have given the Magic the lead in the fourth quarter. You hit a couple of those. You know, you hit a couple of those shots. Obviously, you have a very different kind of game from him. Um, but that's just kind of been par for the course run. You know, we ex- we want him to be a solid three-point shooter. Four for ten is a good percentage, but the Magic needed a little bit more from him. They needed him to hit some key shots. If you're going to be exclusively a three-point shooter and shoot at that volume, look, four for ten is still probably fine at the end of the day, but. Uh, on a normal team, uh, you know, again, if he's a volume shooter for the Magic on the regular team, it's probably fine. Um, but it definitely stood out that Houston missed some key shots down the stretch. That, that shouldn't take away from the game that he had. Um, he was solid defensively, had an unenviable task trying to handle James Wiseman, uh, got some good help on that. Uh, but, but, uh, and I thought he held his own defensively there, but it, it's going to be tough to judge Caleb Houston because of the situation the Magic are putting it in. Making shots is going to go a long way, so we'll see what he can do in his next game. Jet Howard had what you kind of expect from a, a... I wouldn't say he was gunning, but he looked like a rookie more than Anthony Black looked like a rookie. I would say that. But still made some positive contributions. I want to take away from Jet Howard. Eight points, three for 13 shooting, two for seven from deep, four rebounds, four steals, three three steals, three turnovers. Um, four assists, three steals, three turnovers. Um the shot just wasn't there, and I think he was the first one to admit it after the game uh, that that his efficiency wasn't where he would like it to be, uh, and so and so that you know obviously was a, a big thing for him was you know he knows he's got to hit some of these shots and he missed he missed some open shots he missed some shots he's he's willing to take but he showed the ability to get some separation he was really aggressive he was playing fast um, you know honestly he was playing fast probably too fast. So that's where some of his inefficiency came from. Um, but I, I really did like how he played. He was very active defensively. He didn't shy away uh, from playing defense. Um, he got into the magic schemes. And I think that's a really good sign considering kind of the reputation about him uh, coming back from college from, from Michigan. Um, DJ Wilson, the other, the, the last star we have to go through here for the magic Four points, 0 for 4 shooting, 0 for 2 from deep, 4 for 6 from the foul line, only three rebounds, two assists, two steals. Um, look, DJ Wilson, I think, 
does a really did a really good job giving the Magic some stability at that center spot. Um, I thought that he was poised. He knew exactly what his role was. He wasn't getting in the way of the other guards that, that, that the Magic were trying to focus on. He set good screens. That's all well and fine. Um, the Magic are going to need him to be a better rebounder. Uh, and, and, you know, I think the broadcast did a really good job with, with pointing this out. Like, you know, DJ Wilson is a fine player, but he's got to really focus on one thing that he's going to be really good at if he wants to stick in the league. And obviously he can't take a two-way contract. The Magic started him because they wanted the veteran out there. They wanted a guy who knows how to be in the right spot to help these young players along. And look, he did that. That was his role. He did that. Uh, but he, I, I agree with the broadcast that he really needs to focus on rebounding and defense. If he rebounds and defends well, he is going to find a place in the league because he is talented enough to do that. The rebounding obviously wasn't there. Magic got completely worked on the glass. And again, some of that is, yeah, they got rookie guards who may struggle defensively. They like to crowd the paint. They leave themselves open to some offensive rebounds, but he got outworked and outmuscled for rebounds throughout the course of the game. Um, the Pistons probably had fewer offensive rebounds than it felt like, but there were a lot of big ones. And again, the Magic just have no size. And so every rebound is going to feel big for this summer league team. There's just not enough size out there to, to handle that. Um, I think Wilson's going to continue to start and, and get playing time as long as uh, the rookies are, are in, as long as the main rookies are in, but um, a lot to be desired. And honestly, I could say that about most of the bench players. Um, you know, Robert Baker had eight points, three for five shooting, two for two from deep. Had a really nice game, had a really nice game off the bench as the backup center. Um, but no one else really stood out. And the Magic really struggled some in those bench minutes when there weren't a lot of starters out, or at least when, Mal when Anthony Black wasn't out there. Um, this just isn't a roster that has a lot of guys uh, that are gonna that that frankly are gonna stand out. You know, maybe Malcolm Hill five points, two for three shooting. Maybe Robert Baker are up for those that two way spot. I actually think it's the guys that the Magic didn't play in this game that are probably going to be the better bench players. We didn't see Dexter Dennis. We didn't see Drake Jeffries. We didn't see Kai Soto. We didn't see Audis Tony. Um, for those, I, I know there's a lot of Kai Soto fans, um, probably very, very upset that he didn't play. Um, don't take that to mean that the Magic think less of him. I think they really like Robert Baker. Don't get me wrong. Um, he played for Lakeland last year, uh, for the Magic Steely team last year. Um, but don't take guys who, if you like guys who didn't play today, and like, like I said, I like... Dexter Dennis, Drake Jeffries, Audis Tony, Kai Soto, probably more than the guys who played on Saturday. Just because they didn't play Saturday does not mean the Magic don't like them. Um, typically, what teams do in in these situations is they will flip their bench groups. They will flip they will flip guys on the roster. They got 18, 20 guys on their summer league rosters. Everyone's going to get a chance to play. You're playing five games in a very condensed space of space and time. You're going to get your rookies out there. You're probably done playing them after two or three games. I do think that Black, and unless Black has another killer game on Monday, uh, I would suspect that Black and Howard are going to play a third game um, just because they probably need it. They, they need it. Like, it doesn't hurt to get, give them that. They don't, you know, if they don't need it, they won't They won't take it. But I think they will need it. Um, and so until those guys are all gone, you can only play guys. You can only play so many guys. So this game was... Quindary, Quindary Weatherspoon, Elijah Hughes, Tyler Hall, Malcolm Hill, Robert Baker. It was their chance to play. Next game, we're going to see, you know, Tiger Campbell, you know, the, the spark plug guard from UCLA. We're going to see Dexter Dennis, who a lot of people uh, I know really, really like um, as a potential defender. We're going to see Audis Tony, who's also a really good defender. We're going to see Drake Jeffries, who's a great shooter. And we're going to see Kai Soto. So 
Um, these guys will get their opportunity. I'm, I'm eager to see them play. Like I said, I really think these, I, I really think there's a lot of guys on the scene that get after it defensively. And, and the Magic's defense, I thought, throughout the course of this game was pretty solid. Um, I think that they really played with good defensive intensity, good defensive energy. And obviously, that's what stands out first and foremost in summer league play. Can you play with the right defensive energy and defensive intensity? So, overall, honestly, a really good start for the Orlando Magic. Anthony Black looked impressive. Jet Howard did some impressive things. Caleb Houston, Kevon Harris had their moments. Um, you know, the defense overall was good, played with good energy. The things that they struggled with are things that you typically struggle with in summer league and are the shortcomings of this roster. So a really good start for the Orlando Magic, and now you just want to see them build on it. Monday against Portland. I believe it's Portland. Let me just double-check my schedule here. Let me double-check. I don't I don't have the summer league schedule memorized. Why would I? Um, Monday against uh, Indiana. Excuse me. Monday against Indiana. Um, Monday against Indiana, Ben Matherin, you know, Jairus Walker, another team that's going to have a lot, little bit of size and, 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 and some guys that, that you have to worry about. Um, that's going to be a really good test for this team. Can you build on what you accomplished here in sat on Saturday in your opener? The Orlando Magic again fall in their summer league opener. I'm not going to bother looking up the score again because it doesn't matter. Um, they fall by 11 to the Detroit Pistons. They'll be back in action Monday against the Indiana, Indiana Pacers. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to all podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. For my everyday crew, be sure to tune in tomorrow. Uh, probably, I'll probably publish it relatively early Sunday, just giving you fair warning. Um, we are going to talk all about the NBA's in-season tournament, who the Magic have, why I think this is a great opportunity for the Orlando Magic. We'll get into all that, plus we'll talk some Summer League stuff as well on tomorrow's episode, of, uh, on Monday's episode that will be recorded on Sunday uh, on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.